Las Vegas pools were allowed to reopen at 35% capacity, but masks are required except when eating, drinking, or smoking. <laughs> Come on. It's Vegas. Unless you're passed out, you're always eating, drinking, or smoking. The Texas woman just hit a $300,000 jackpot at a slot machine during her layover at the Las Vegas airport. Yeah. The only time you see someone celebrate like that at the airport is when the United flight lands with both engines. And finally, a cat in California was recently reunited with her family after she went missing 15 years ago as a kitten. Or, and hear me out, cats look alike. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Cat. <laughs> Wait, can you hear the fan? I wonder if you can hear the fan now. That fucking fan? We have a fan in the studio that is so loud and it bugs me. Like, can people hear that on the air? Can I don't you hear know. that in the podcast? I, I, I don't know, either. but we do apparently have someone from HVAC coming to, quote, take a look. So, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry if you hear it. Maybe you don't, though. I don't know. Maybe you guys don't hear that. But if you do hear, like, a little bit of a hum, that's just weak. Well, I'm not. I'm personally not going to climb up there and fix it, so you'll just have to deal with <laughs> it. Really? You're not well, going to climb up and fix the HVAC system here at the radio station? You th- I know. You're like, but Kat, you're so qualified to. I know, okay? <laughs> I know. I know I am, but okay. you know, it doesn't mean that I'm willing to do it today. Just quickly on the trades, people who specialize in certain things are so good and knowledgeable about it, and they know shit the rest of us don't know. Me, I would have no idea where to even start fixing a fan in a furnace but guys who do that for a living know exactly what to do and it doesn't matter what make or model that furnace is they're just good at it Mm -hmm. that's why you're an expert and we love it damn right Uh, oh a lot of people on the roads throughout the day listening to after nine i mean our daytime numbers have been crazy lately so thank you for listening to after nine wherever you are we've got a whole shit ton of stuff to talk about today first and foremost there's a rapper in spain that is now facing charges And I don't know what kind of rap music they listen to in Spain, but apparently he used a 12-inch kitchen knife and cut off his roommate's dick in an attempt to get attention on social media. Aaron Beltran allegedly made a deal with Andrew Breach, an Oxford-educated British teacher, to amputate his dick, with Breach agreeing to pay a fee depending on how many times the video was shared on YouTube. What? So you thought that was a good way to make money. Let your roommate, an aspiring rapper, cut your dick off, upload it to YouTube, and you didn't think there was any red flags here. What, Am I right? What? Why? Who? Who's volunteering to get their dick chopped off to begin with? I'm really confused here. I, I understand there's a f- whatever involved. A fee? A fee? Is this correct? Yeah, it was a fee. Yeah, yeah. He was going to take, uh, he wanted to be paid a certain amount for every view that the video got on YouTube of him getting his dick cut but, off. But did YouTube take this? I assume it's got not on YouTube. No, it's no. already been taken down, and he's been arrested. What? And now what do you have? The guy, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not as worried about the, the guy with the knife is obviously a fucking idiot, okay? That guy's an mm-hmm. idiot. Not going to go anywhere, likely. The guy who doesn't have a dick now, did, were they able to uh, uh, kind of, I don't know, I don't know, like sew it back on? or? You want to know if you can sew a dick back on? Well, I mean, I heard that you can, but was he even, was he even prepared and ready to go with like a bucket of ice beside him to throw the dick in and then head to the ER immediately afterwards? I mean, I have many questions. First off, the Spanish police are saying that uh, even though the roommate consented to this, 
The rapper still bears criminal responsibility. Surgeons managed to reattach the member. That's what they call it in a politically correct way. And they say it's now fully functional again. I mean, that's a great doctor. That's a testament to the advances that we've made in medicine. We can successfully cut off a dick for a rap video, sew it back on, and it's fully functional again. Hang on, though. It's like Lego. Hang on, though, because when you're that surgeon, okay, and you get the call, emergency surgery needed. Okay, you know, and you're used to emergency surgery. You've done it before. What happened? What was the accident? No, this actually doesn't even qualify as an accident. Someone purposely chopped his dick off and he agreed to it. You have to be going, are you fucking kidding me? Is this what I went through all these years of school for to help somebody who willingly got his dick chopped off? Who probably suffers some mental illness too? Like, let's be completely honest. I'm not sure of anybody that anyone would just do this in their right, like completely clear mind. Am I right there? You're absolutely right. And let's be honest. At some point, a woman is going to see this guy's dick and she's going to think, huh, that doesn't look like all the other dicks I've seen. What's going on down there? My roommate cut it off for a stunt on YouTube. Yeah, we were trying to get him like to become a famous rapper. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, that's not normal. That relationship is doomed to fail. It's not normal. Uh, you watched the Biggie documentary on Netflix yesterday? I did. So Biggie, I've got a story. And you didn't like it. (laughs) Biggie, I've got a story to tell is the first documentary that's actually like approved by his estate. So interviews with his mom, which I found interesting. She is like, she is a powerful lady. Like I, I I see how Biggie ended up, you know, being as powerful as he is because he had a mom like that. And all he had was his mom because his dad peaced out. He was actually married to someone else when she had Biggie. But anyway, I learned I did learn a couple of things from the documentary. There were some good takeaways there. But if you are a true Biggie fan, I'm not sure how much you really learned. We did get to hear some things that we never heard before, including a demo tape. We heard of his more of his R&B style stuff, which you never really hear mainstream. We heard he listened to country music a lot and he got Mm. some of his, yeah, and he got some of his inspiration from country because his mom was a huge country music fan. So he heard a lot of it and he kind of, basically the infusion. We did hear from Diddy and I was curious about, I know how close the two of them were in making music when he made it big. And Diddy was, was kind of there to tell the stories of this is where we got the influence for, you know, Juicy or this song or that song. Great. Awesome. I like that kind of stuff. I would have liked to see more of that. But you didn't really, you saw a lot more of where he grew up. And let's go back to a map of New York. And this is where Biggie lived. And he, uh, oh, Diddy was here in Harlem. Like, they, there was a lot of, like, moments of, you could have cut all that out. Let's get to the good stuff here. And personal stuff for me was missing. Obviously, his, his background, what, what he went through, he, he did sell crack at one point, And he was very open about that in interviews later on when he became famous. He, he sold crack, and they, they went to the neighborhoods that he used to sell crack at and all very interesting stuff. But stuff was definitely missing. Like his personal life, it was kind of very overlooked and maybe purposely because it was from the estate. But all of a sudden, like, oh, mom, my girlfriend's pregnant. And like, you didn't hear much about the personal side of it except for, oh, and then he had a baby. But little Kim was in it, for example, but not net today. Just footage of little Kim. But you, we never heard from little Kim. Like, obviously... Missing from this documentary was an interview with Lil' Kim. I would have loved to hear from her because she was like the shit. She was part of the crew back then. Anyway, to me, just <clears throat> disappointing is, is how I will is how I will say it. It is top trending, top 10 in Canada right now. So you can find it easily that way. 
Uh, and let me know what you think. Maybe you completely disagree with me and you thought it was really, really well done. But for me, it was just a lot of ho- old hotel footage, um, audio of Biggie, which you couldn't really understand very well because it was from the late 80s or early 90s. And he did have a bit of a lisp when he spoke in person. So I found it a little bit hard to hear some parts where I'm like, what did he just say? And the interview with Diddy, like I said, good. His mom was great. Uh, and some of his relatives were involved, but missing things. I'll just say there are some holes there for me. Is Faith Evans in it? She is in it. Um, but here's the other thing, too, is that they completely glanced over their relationship. Like, we heard from Faith Evans. She was interviewed as a after the fact. Yes, I was married to him. But you never heard anything about, like, I would like to hear more about the, that romance. Me there was too. nothing about it. Not a, barely anything. It said how they first met way back in the day, and that was it. There was not like, hey, this is how he courted me. Hey, I hit on him. Then we got married here or uh, whatever it was. They were married, I believe, right? Anyway. Yeah, I believe they were. Yeah, but nothing about that. Like, there was literally zero. She just did an interview, and that was it. So it sounds kind of like a bit of a letdown. Is it worth a watch, just not great, or is it not worth watching? If you're a Biggie fan and you have Netflix anyway, yeah, watch it for sure. And, And maybe you'll disagree with me. Maybe you'll see some... Again, if you're really interested in the behind-the-scenes shit, go for it. They do address, by the way, um, the rumor, and I'm glad they did because this part is what I thought would be missing, and it ended up being other things. What I thought would be missing from it was the accusations that he had something to do with Tupac's death. That was in there. So that mm. part was very interesting. Unfortunately, it only took up like five minutes of the one-hour, 37-minute documentary. That could have been the whole special. Honest to God, I want one just on that authorized but there's none like that there are there are some out there that'll give you all the conspiracy theories that you want to hear if you are into it and i've seen them and they're great and interesting it showed everything we've really seen already like i said right biggie doing the interview after two after pox death um saying he cried when he found out about it diddy once again reinforcing that in no way was he involved in Tupac's death, even though they had a beef. He And then, obviously, the reason why Biggie ended up in California, where he got killed, for those who don't know, is to set things right on the West Coast. Because at that point, it was a battle between East Coast and West Coast. And Biggie was kind of leading the charge in the East, and Pac at the time was leading the charge in the West. But you also had other rappers who weren't heavily involved in those crews, but you had Snoop Dogg, and you had Ice Cube, and uh, Dr. Dre, for example, that were all there. Suge Knight. Who was very involved. <laughs> so then the rumors, as I think everyone knows, is uh, Biggie had something to do with Pac's death. And then Suge Knight had something to do with Biggie's death. They didn't really focus on Suge Knight a lot either, which I would have liked. But again, those are just little pieces that for me I find more interesting than, you know, a home video of him in a hotel room with his friends smoking joints. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if I want to watch it then. I mean, I like Biggie, but... Uh, I think I'm going to be let down you know by what? this, I but mean, I'll give it a shot. As a music fan, though, I mean, we can all appreciate Biggie. Whether you are into the music or not, uh, you can appreciate what Biggie did. He changed He changed the sound. Because up until then, you had a lot of the same, like, Humpty Dumpty and all that shit that I hate. I can't stand that sound. Do you don't want to bust a move or do the Humpty dance or anything Humpty like Hump that? and all that yeah. crap. I'm not into that. Like, And that's very much what was happening in the world. It's tricky. Of hip-hop? Yeah, I don't like any of that. Like, it's just not for me. But then Biggie came along, and he kind of, again, he changed the sound, and that's when I really started to like it. And a lot of people credit him for moving that song into the, a new era, basically. It's funny. You had the East Coast, West Coast wars back then, and now that's really devolved into, like, a city versus city. Yeah. Like, here's the Atlanta crew, and oh, here's the Toronto yeah. crew, and stuff like that. Which really is a testament to how many more artists we have. Globally. I mean, there's a Toronto. We got a Toronto. We're on the map now as a Toronto crew, everybody. Mm -hmm. The six is a real place. In case you're wondering.
Um, Taylor Swift, just quickly, while we're talking about Netflix, she getting a little too sensitive or is she trying to cancel Netflix or is she trying to make us feel bad for her? Or I get that she didn't find the joke funny, but it's really not like her to comment. Do you want to tell this story? Yeah, sure. So (laughs) there's a show on Netflix called Ginny and Georgia. I don't know if Taylor was watching the show or if someone just brought it to her attention on social because people tend to do that. But there is a cheap shot. It is cheap, and it's pretty, like, meh. They could have gone without it. Who cares? But it was a cheap shot about Taylor and her relationships, specifically her past relationships. I'll let you hear the clip from the show. Here you go. So what? You and Hunter? I'm guessing that's over. What do you care? You go through men faster than Taylor Swift. (laughs) No, that's not funny. So she took to Twitter, not happy with that, saying, quote, Hey, Ginny and Georgia, 2010 called. And it wants its lazy, deeply sexist joke back. How about we stop degrading hardworking women by defining this horse shit as funny? And then she tweets again. Hey, at Netflix, after Miss Americana, this outfit doesn't look cute on you. Happy Women's History Month, I guess. So, Oh, fuck. Just, really? Just so you know, uh, Miss Americana is the documentary, the Taylor Swift documentary that was, it was Netflix's um, original. So Netflix hasn't commented at last check. They might today. They might just say, oh, we're deeply sorry for this joke. And like, I don't even know if Netflix, does Netflix really need to wear this? Because do they, are they seriously supposed to, whoever is is the head of content at Netflix and their team literally supposed to go through every episode and every line of every TV show and movie that they have just to make sure that no little bit might offend someone who's mentioned. Well, I mean, they're the content uh, platform, but they don't actually produce a lot of the content that's on it a, a fair bit, but not all of it. So I, I guess it kind of goes back to like the network stuff. Like if they make a bad joke or something on ER, NBC is going to wear that. It's just sort of the way it works. But you also go after the big fish and NBC's got a lot of money. I don't think Taylor's interested in, in suing or anything here, but it seems like an awfully, uh, um, uncharacteristic comeback of taylor swift like this is the person who created shake it off (laughs) you know it's kind of funny to me that she was that upset by that particular joke i mean no shortage of people taking shots at taylor swift that one seems like one of the more mild ones but it really got under her skin yeah maybe she's having relationship issues it's quite possible i i do feel like there's it goes deeper as well i was gonna put my psycho my psychology psychiatrist hat on i guess for this one because i feel like there's a lot of shit that happened that sh- that people were talking shit about when it comes to Taylor Swift. She didn't speak up to. Maybe it was a personal. She felt it was personal because Netflix is involved in this. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Or maybe she just wants more attention on her for a second. Like guys, 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 talk about me for a second. I don't That's know. That's possible. Too. I'm just. It is all. All of it's possible. I do think it's not. It's a like I said. It's a cheap shot that didn't even need to be in there. Right. For sure. So that it's like, what's the point? But it's not like they went out of, it's not like they said something like, oh my God, you're such a Taylor Swift, like what a slut you are. Like, then you can get offended. Then you can say, wow, seriously, you're hurling those kind of words at me. This is, like you said, Scott, pretty mild to me. Speaking of diving deep into the female psyche, the Women Tell All was on last night. This is The Bachelor, for those who don't know, and every season they bring all the women on. And they talk about what you didn't see on TV. They are some bloopers. There's some stuff that didn't make the actual broadcast, but still happened in their time there at the quarantine resort. And it was pretty uneventful last night. Got a little catty at times. They were arguing. And and during this season, they focused a fair bit about bullying. 
uh, namely because of Victoria, because she's a bitch. But they didn't resolve any of it last night on the women tell all. So I'm really not sure what it accomplished, but it was kind of neat to see some of the people back on the show again. Victoria, is there anything you want to say to Matt? Um, I am really grateful and like so grateful for the experience and I have learned a lot. So I'm grateful for you. Um, like it's been hard watching the show back because yes, I was involved in drama and that was a really hard learning experience because I do feel like it could have had a shot at a, more of a romance um with my exit it kind of just hurt my feelings how i saw you said um like i need to self reflect and i have no words for her because <laughs> i felt like i had done my best to open up and i just have like tremendous fear of rejection so that was why my exit was just a little dramatic i was going through like just levels of pain at that time yeah when people ask me about you, I have nothing but good things to say about you. And I and, did appreciate um, it. I know that, again, I've never been in, in your situation, uh, not only from being on the other side of the rose, but just your life experiences. So I apologize if you felt offended that night. No, it's okay. Thank you. I really was so grateful for you, like, at the beginning of the show airing, because that seriously helped me through so much. I've told people, I said, I feel like I dropped the ball in our relationship because... There's a lot more there that um, I felt like I could have done for you that I didn't get the chance to. I don't think Matt's making the right choice here. I I really don't. I I think uh, he let a good one get away, and it was probably Serena P., the one who dumped him. I was just going to say, but he didn't have a choice there. She was, like, not interested. And I can't blame her. I'm sorry, but he's bland to me. I don't see what, like, he's a nice guy. So that, absolutely. He seems like a nice guy. But aside from that, I feel like... In this season, which is why after the, like, the fourth or fifth episode, I was like, I can't, I, I don't even think I can watch these in full anymore. So I basically watch highlights of it. And he's, he isn't the first one to be pretty bland. Women, the women and men. But to me, he's just kind of like, eh. That's why they had to focus so much on, and that's who he is, right? Don't get me wrong. That's who, that's, he is who he is and he's being himself, I hope. But that's why they, this season, they had to focus so much on the women, like the women drama. So much so that Victoria was basically star of the show for like the first five weeks before she was dumped. Because she was a bitch. Because she was, yeah. But that's, they were really, really focusing on that. I think because season's blah. It's not very exciting, in my opinion. It's it's like, it's boring. Very boring. They haven't announced who the new Bachelorette is going to be, have they? They have not officially announced that yet. And I'm not even sure if we know the what the location's going to be ever since uh, Canada was like, no, fuck off. So I... I <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Basically. Uh, so no. Send your vaccines, but, but you can't come. <laughs> so apparently, though, it's going to be... Um, uh, there is one of the girls... It's going to be one of those girls, apparently. But again, I hope it's Serena P., the Canadian, because she's great. Hey, it's possible. That was not the rumor that I had heard, but it's possible. At the least, we'll probably see her on Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, but that said, I mean, since she's Canadian, she could totally take place in Bachelor in Paradise Canada, which is a thing, guys. They're doing Bachelor in Paradise here. Not exactly paradise right now. I mean, there's fucking snow everywhere, and and it does get better, though. I mean, we're only a couple months away from the warmer weather. I have to think, though, that they're going to do a Canada Bachelor in Paradise somewhere in Muskoka. Wouldn't well, you? Well, it certainly sounds like it. And if you go to the website where anyone can, can apply, by the way, if you're single listening to this, 
and you think that you would enjoy your time, just ask yourself if you really want to go, what you want to go through this summer, how you want your summer to be. But if you're seriously looking for love, um, it doesn't really list an age group, but I think we all know that if you're like over 35, they're definitely not going to take you, I'd imagine. (laughs) But if you're under 35 and single, um, I can imagine that that, uh, they're kind of taking everybody right now. Uh, so they say, and it, this image, by the way, when you go to the website, the image looks like Muskoka to me. So that's what makes me think it probably is. They say, if selected, your only job is to soak up the summer sun, cozy up by the bonfire, frolic in the water, and fall in love. Bonfire? It's 100% going to be in Muskoka. It has yeah, to be. Yeah, but what do you so. think? Will it be like Deerhurst well, or, okay, or Blue I, Mountain? We, we are assuming here because we are Ontarians. But let's not forget that if they did want to do a bachelor... Over in Alberta, where they've got some beautiful scenery, they could also easily do that there. They could do it in a, at, a, at Banff or Jasper. Lake Louise. To Lake Louise. Gorgeous backdrops there. So, but it could be anywhere. It really could be anywhere. But I Shit. think. Anywhere on the West Coast. I mean, they could yeah. even do it in Kelowna if they sure. wanted to. Sure. Yeah. All they need is a resort, a bubble, right? All they need is a bubble. So I think that they're going to find a, I'm sure they'll find a great one. And I'm sure they're going to have just a shit ton of people applying to this. Who doesn't want to just chill? What are you doing now anyway? If you're single, maybe you're 20-something, and you're even mildly interested, you're probably going to apply to this. And why not? Whistler would be great, too. yeah. Whistler would be really good. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Like, if they do it in the Muskoka area... How convenient is that? You can do your your main stuff at, let's say, in the villages at Blue Mountain. But, oh, hey, it's time for an excursion. Okay, go on down to, like, the Millcroft Hotel there in Orangeville. Or uh, you can skip on down to Toronto and do your family dates and shit like that. You can go to a Jays game. The Jays won't be there, but you can go. That sort of shit. There's all kinds of things they could do around here. Well, depends how our numbers go there, Scott. But maybe, maybe, possibly, maybe. I'm going to throw a huge maybe on that. I think they're going to have to stick to the resort, which is why they're really focusing on the like kayaking and shit like that that you're probably going to end up doing. Uh, It's going to be very Canadiana like that, isn't it? Yeah, that's okay, though. I mean, there's something romantic about that, too, right? Like summertime. Let's go for a canoe ride. I don't know. You want to get sweaty and gross and sunburnt (laughs) and and bit by mosquitoes to shit? Yeah. Let's go for a canoe ride. I know. It's not all all perfect. I mean, mosquitoes, absolutely. Like, bring all the fucking bug repellent you can. Your guys are going to smell like citronella the whole time. But it's very Canadian. I mean, that's the true. If we're going to go on a little staycation-ish type of getaway, with your partner, that that's probably where you're going to end up. So it's kind of homey. It's a, it's a more homey feeling than if you're going somewhere tropical where you're really out of your element. Then you're really like on cloud nine anyway to begin with. So maybe this is more yeah. down to earth. Let's see what this Canadian has. Let's see if they'll go in a kayak. Let's see how great they can chug a fucking beer. Let's have a good time on these Canadian beaches for the three months that we can enjoy them a year, right? Yeah. Let's go mooseback riding. It'll be great. <laughs> We won't I hope die. They don't do that. <laughs> don't do that shit. Like, don't make it overly stereotypical Canadian. Although last night, one of the things they did show on the Women Tell All was a competition that we didn't see on the show. The girls had to eat a stack of pancakes and then chug a beer. I'm Aww. shocked that only one of them puked. Although I'm sure the rest of them did later on. Imagine eating a stack of pancakes and then chugging That's so a beer. Gross. Fuck. It's like they were trying to empty those girls' stomachs. Awful. Uh, okay. Before I get to the, I got two great relationship stories. I just want to tick a couple of boxes here. Number one, Harvard university has done some new research and they say we're eating all, all, all wrong. 
if you want to get rid of the leading causes of death, like the uh, the heart diseases and strokes and stuff like that, a lot of that has to do with your diet. So they're now saying, despite what the food guide says, you only need two servings of vegetables, sorry, two servings of fruit, three servings of vegetables per day. That's all you need. Two vegetables, three fruit. Fuck, I did it again. It's two vegetables, three fruits. Is this all a very foreign language to you, Scott? <laughs> Veggie tibbles. They uh, they want you to eat. It's the the rule is five. So, however you get to that combo, the ideal one is three fruit, two vegetable. If you can get to five a day, you're good. But anything more than that is just overkill. So if you're basically living off of apples, pears, carrots, and broccoli, you're not really doing yourselves any favors. You just need the five. Five servings a day made up of fruits and vegetables. Preferably more vegetables than fruit. And my problem with that is, well, that seems fine. Like, oh, oh, okay, all right. Two servings of fruit, three servings of uh, vegetables. That's great. When they put a fucking number on it, it seems so unattainable. You know, you never really think about how much eight glasses of water is until you set out to drink your daily minimum amount of water. Then it seems like a lot of water. I think the same thing with this. Me throughout the course of a day, I probably get to my five every single day. I'll have an apple after work. I'll have some vegetables with dinner, a couple of different kinds. It's great. But when you tell me I have to eat three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit, that's when it becomes the hill that you're looking up. Do you think of it that way or is this just naturally come to you? No, I, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that difficult at all. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. But I have like, I, I don't know. It depends on your eating habits, I suppose. If you really feel like it's forced on you and there are people who do hate vegetables, then maybe you actually hate vegetables or maybe it's that you actually hate fruits. The fruit one would be more difficult for me. Me too. Than the vegetable. Yep. Um, but uh, you have to kind of find ways if it really, if as an adult, you actually have trouble thinking about those three servings of vegetables. If that actually worries you, try to find new things, new recipes that, that you can do where it's kind of more hidden. If you really, oh, really have broccoli to. sucks, but if I cover it in cheese whiz, it's amazing. No, no, no. Don't do those kind of recipes. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that. like, I mean, like throw a stew into your diet in the cold months, right? You're going to get a lots of veggies in there and you'll still get your proteins or whatever else you want. You're going to be able to hide some shit in there. Um, mix yourself up a smoothie every day. Like, who doesn't love a fucking smoothie? Like, that's mm-hmm. easy. And th- th- there's so many great vegetables that you can hide inside a smoothie. Trust me, because I do it with my kids every time. Avocado and spinach are really, really easy ones. Right away, I make sure they get their two servings of vegetables just with their smoothies alone. And then you can put in low sugar berries if you want, if you're worried about the sugar content, and a banana. Boom. Bob's your uncle. Low fat, low fat yogurt or whatever. I feel like this is really easily attainable. Honestly, it's not that hard. Reese's has announced that later on this month, they're unveiling the ultimate peanut butter lover's cup. There's no chocolate. It's just peanut butter. They made the shell out of peanut butter and then the inside is filled with peanut butter. Okay. Am I wrong? Or is it like the, (laughs) don't answer yet. Wait, I'm not, I haven't asked the question. Don't answer. Don't answer yet. Um, And to think that like, isn't the best part, and I'm not saying this is going to be bad, but isn't the best part about the Reese is the combination of the chocolate and the peanut butter or, or no, are most people literally there just for the peanut butter? Well, I mean, the chocolate is nice, but it's the peanut butter you're going in for. You want what's inside. Right. 
So for me, I'm kind of curious. I don't know if I'm going to miss it. I do know that I wouldn't even attempt it without a giant glass of milk beside me because that's a lot of fucking peanut butter to take in in one sitting. Three right. peanut butter cups full of peanut butter. Right. That's a lot to sit there and take in as a mouthful. Right. Yeah. You're going to need a big ass glass of milk after that. But uh, me included, there's a lot of people who are excited about that. Uh, today is National Banana Cream Pie Day. I think that's one of my favorite cream pies. If you uh, are like me, go ahead, hit up your favorite bakery or whatever today. Go to the freezer it, section in your grocery store, like most no, people. That, that stuff is horseshit. You know, I know <laughs> that you can get a banana cream pie, like from McCain and shit like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure it's Longo's, but it might be Fortino's. One of them makes a banana cream pie that's layered, and it comes in a rectangle, not in like a traditional pie form. Mm. It's fucking great, and yeah, I'm about an hour away from going to try and find one of those. Uh, (laughs) uh, Okay, let's get to the dating stuff here. Number one, this is the first one. Woman posted on Reddit. She's a little embarrassed. This was where you can confess all the stupid shit you did. So she confessed it on Reddit. She cleaned her house because her boyfriend's mother was coming over. The problem here is, is that while she was cleaning, she totally didn't realize that right there in front of her. Ah, she left her fucking bondage gear attached to the to the coffee table. (laughs) So mom comes over and, and mom's exact quote priceless. I don't know if I want to ask why you have handcuffs attached to your coffee table, but I'm going to ask, why do you have handcuffs attached to your coffee table? Oh, mama, no, don't ask. What do you say in that scenario? Like, ah, fuck. I left the the damn handcuffs attached to the table and now mom knows that that her kid is doing me dirty. Yeah, I uh, come up with something as quickly as possible. Like, oh, oh, the um, well, we had the uh, neighborhood watch meeting, and we were <laughs> uh, practicing to use cuffs on would-be robbers. And, yep, that's it. That's what I got. That's it. That's all I have. I'm actually kind of surprised at what she said. Her response was, "Don't worry about it. They aren't handcuffs. They're shackles." Oh. Okay, so if your mom, number one, your little boy's girl just said, don't worry about it to me? I don't think so, honey. Hold on a second here. I don't know. I wouldn't like that. Okay. It depends on the it depends on the person. But the dyna- the dynamic is so different between mom and son. And if that was, for example, the dad asking questions to his daughter's boyfriend. Right? I mean, you you have a a young a daughter. If, yes, I do. Right? And if you mm-hmm. if that was you in that scenario, what a different outcome than if than if you walked in on your your son's girlfriend and that happened. Different. Yeah, that's that's the first scene in Dad Goes to Jail. Yeah. A movie it's, that hasn't been made yet, right? but quite likely will. So I feel like <laughs> I can't believe she would answer like that. Hopefully she, mom has a good sense of humor at least and knows like whatever, it's 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 life. And and that they have a sexy time that they enjoy together. That's part of the relationship, and they enjoy using bondage. Then uh, that's fine as long as no one dies. Like as long as everyone's good, and then then it's fine. But that could have gone either way, depending on the woman. Does it say what ended up happening? No, it just ends with "Don't worry about it." Also, they aren't handcuffs; they're shackles. So I'm assuming mom was kind of like, "Huh? Oh, fuck me, right? All right, I'm out of here." You know, like that's just such a dismissive thing to say to your 
future mother-in-law. Yeah. Especially when now everybody in the room knows that her son railed her while she was fucking cuffed to the coffee table. Right there. (laughs) Like, are you going to offer her a drink and place it on that fucking sex juice table? Like... You know, like, we know it happens, right? You enter someone else's home, you know that maybe, nah, maybe they fucked on the kitchen countertop. Okay, whatever. But you don't need to put it out there and be like, what happened? Clean up better, too. Who doesn't clean up better? Thank you. Like, how do you miss that? Did you, like, do you have that much shit hanging around? Don't you put it all in a closet? Don't bondage people have, like, a fucking closet of that shit? (laughs) Yes, just a creepy, gross closet full of crazy shit. (laughs) Leave it in the creepy Jizzed out closet, okay? Like the rest of us. <laughs> Just leave it in there. <laughs> I mean, that should have been obvious. You left the handcuffs attached to the table. Like, did you leave the swing hanging up too and yeah, shit like, like that? Like, come on. <laughs> Next thing, mom's sitting in it like, wee, this is fun, guys. Great idea. <laughs> okay, one more. There is... um a guy who is the center of social media's attention right now because the girl that he went out with three times has started posting screenshots of their text conversation. The problem here is they went out three times and she decided, you know what? Eh, This isn't going anywhere. I don't want to see you anymore. Okay, fine. And nearest I can tell there was nothing wrong with the guy. It just didn't work out. And that happens. That's totally okay. Mm -hmm. So the guy sent her a text message and he's like, hey, since this isn't going to work out, uh, we did go out three times and I think it's fair if you reimburse me for your half of the bills from those three dates. I figure from the three dates that we went on, food and drinks, $35 is fair. He's asking her for $35. That would make him feel better about this relationship that didn't work out for the money he invested into it. I think that's a perfectly reasonable request. I personally wouldn't do that. But I I can see where he's coming from. That is not a reasonable request. There's no, there are no take backsies in dating. When you're out on a date, and you know what? I'll put it out there for other things too. But when you're out on a date specifically, let's just stick to this because that's what we're talking about. If you're willing to pay for that meal, which by the way, $35 for three dates, did you say? Yeah. Where the fuck did they go? (laughs) <laughs> well, McDonald's, Wendy's, yeah. and... Jesus, maybe he should reevaluate where he's taking these people. But anyway... Maybe that's why there wasn't a fourth date. Don't care about who it is that's agreed to pay. But you can't... There's no take backsies there just because the relationship didn't work out. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. I don't know. I mean, he invested some money into what he thought was a promising situation, and it wasn't even him that ended it. It was her. So since this didn't go anywhere, maybe he just wants reassurance that he wasn't being used for a few free nights out for her. He just wants a little bit of his investment back. It probably did cost him more than $35 for her portion. He just wants 35 bucks. I, what's wrong There's with that? There's none of that. There's none of that. Um, there's a couple of text messages we got on this uh, when we talked about it this morning. This guy's ego is bruised, and he literally wants her to pay. Oh, oh, is it maybe just that he's hurt, that he's uh, that he's taking this very, very offensively, that she's saying no to another date, that he's he's been dumped, basically? Hmm. Maybe, possibly. I, I think it's a, a fair thing. I mean, You can uh, both go in on this relationship and split it equally. And if you work that out from the start, fine. 
we've already talked about this many times in the podcast, but I personally don't like to split a bill. If they had agreed to do that and they did it, fine, this wouldn't even be an issue. But he took her out thinking this was going yeah, somewhere. Yeah, exactly. No, you, you're, you're, you're saying my exact point. He took her out. He agreed to do it. If he was really unsure about where the relationship was going, even if he wasn't, even if he thought this might be my girl, but if shit goes sideways, I want to make sure it's fair, then that's totally okay to be like, um, if you got, if you want to go out again, I'm down. Like, are you good if we split the bill this time? Or he's obviously fucking cheap as shit. Like, I'm just going to say it. He's really? cheap as shit. If he wants 35 goddamn dollars back, give me a break. Give me a break. U.S. I mean, that's like a thousand Canadian. <laughs> not, not lately. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. No, the dollar's actually doing really well. Mick said, and these are not my words. Mick says, grow up and be a man. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> you hate that. But Look, wasn't he being a man when no. he took her out? Like, uh, what if she had taken his hoodie? Doesn't he have a right to ask for his hoodie back? No, it's an unwritten rule. You give us. What? Like, you bo- it's like, his fucking no, hoodie. Listen, you, we, we borrow your hoodie. You're not getting that shit back. That's ours now. Sorry, sucker. That's how it works. Okay. All right. Since we're not reimbursing and not allowed to ask for things back. Let's say there was a little sexy time during one of these three dates. Maybe a few nudes got taken. Is she allowed to ask for the pictures back or for him to delete them or no, because she didn't say it in advance. If we break up, you you're have to talking back about two completely different things here. We're talking about asking for something back when a relationship ends. There's no take backsies with Food. Food is not sexy photos that you have of somebody. But she should have known that going into it, too, she should, if that was the case. That's not even what we're talking about. Actually, somebody this morning said, I can, I'm not surprised that Scott thinks he has a right to ask for the money back. He's a Leaf fan. And then use the example. <laughs> Do you ask the Leafs to reimburse the cost of your ticket if you go to a game and they lose? We should. Well, no, but right? they lose a lot. So they would never agree to that. Yeah, no, no, no. You can't <laughs> convince me otherwise. If you listen, everyone, if you are asking a person out on a date, you're going to pay for it. You've agreed to that or you've said, no, 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 no. Let me take this. You, there's no take backsies from there. You are not going to later go back and be like, well, I didn't realize that the cost of your beer was $2 more than the cost of my beer. And No, there's none of that. You pay the fucking bill, you carry on. And what about those guys, though, that are deeply skeptical of dating now because they've been used many times by women who are really only going out with them for a free meal? And we know there's girls out there that use Tinder like fucking uber eats like i'll just go through the app and i'm eating for free tonight there are people who do that and guys uh, they've been screwed a few times before so you want to do the right thing by paying for dinner but then once she's uh, you've taken her out three times she says get lost wait a second was there ever any hope here at all because if there wasn't then give me back my money okay that's that but we're that's not proven here like it's not proven but there's guys who feel that they're being used it's called a foodie call, by the way, a what, you're, what you're describing. <laughs> it's called a foodie call. And I know people are guilty of it. I know people are guilty of it because I know of at least one of my friends that I'm willing to say did that before. Just mm-hmm. thought, I need a good meal. I, I know I'm not going to be that interested in this guy just based off of his profile, but I'm going to go out for it anyway because he's offering to take me to a nice place. Do I think that's right? No. No, of course not. 
But that wasn't a very emphatic but, no. Well, no, it's not right, but there's no law against it at the same time. But that said, if he agrees to take the girl out, again, then he should not be asking for the money back. That's just it, how it goes. Like, there's no take backsies when it comes to a date. No take backsies. None. You can weigh in on that or anything else. Shoot us a DM at Scott Fox on Air on Instagram at Cat on Air on Instagram. That's Cat with a K. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button on this podcast and you will get future episodes automatically. We've gone a little long, so we're going to wrap things up, but we'll catch you right back here tomorrow. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.